his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're looking at a photo of a man today. He's dressed sort of like a cowboy, and he's definitely got the hat on. And a tight black shirt. The thing is, though, he's definitely not a cowboy. He's Jeff Bezos, one of the richest men in the world with an estimated net worth of approximately $170 billion. You'd buy a lot with that kind of money. You like fast cars, $170 billion, that would buy you about a half a million Ferraris. Not to mention a lot of human dog beds and golden toilets, probably. But it seems like all the money in the world can't protect you from at least one thing. And what's that? Internet trolls. You Uh see, when Vogue posted that photo and others on social media of Jeff Bezos, it got a lot of hate. Which isn't surprising these days because everyone has something that sets them off. And now, of course, there's social media, so you can let the whole world know about it. But why Jeff Bezos? Some people were upset that the images depicted Bezos as a working man or cowboy when he's actually a super wealthy person with a lot of privilege. But many were simply trolling his looks. One commenter said, I would like to unsee this picture. And there were tons more like that. (laughs) Had to learn more about how social media might impact body image, even for groups not considered as vulnerable to those issues such as men, such as billionaires, we reached out to registered dietitian and nutritionist Aaron Flores, host of the Men Unscripted podcast. I'm Lauren Berry, one of the producers of the show. And I'm your host, Mike Rogers. This is Something Offbeat. What was your initial thought when you saw this post? You know, seeing it, the first thing that sort of stood out to me were, you know, not not just the, it wasn't the image so much. It was the comments and, you know, seeing how intensely people had a lot of feelings about this picture and, and how some of them really focused on his body and sort of the scrutiny around it. And so for me, um, the first thing I thought of is like, of course, this is happening. Like, I'm not surprised at all that they're judging someone's body online and making some assumptions and comments. So, like, I mean, unfortunately, I wasn't that surprised. This is what happens, though. Someone remotely famous posts a picture online and the snark begins. Listen, I I would even argue that it's not even someone really famous. A lot of my clients will talk to me about the trolls that they get. I mean, these folks are not nearly as popular as Jeff Bezos or anyone, you know, like big influencers, but like the amount of people who will comment on people's bodies 
in on like a general daily basis is like astounding. Um, and so yeah, online, it's like amplified and way worse for sure. And I think it happens a lot in the real world. How did this happen? Do we blame it all on social media? No, no. We, it, you know, because listen, we've been body shaming people way before Instagram and Facebook and MySpace. Uh, this has been something that has been going on in our culture for, for years. And, you know, I think about the rise of how diet culture has impacted us. And that, you know, that really has started, you know, in the 50s and 60s and 70s. And so I think there's been this hyper scrutiny around bodies for a long time. And that was, and that basically, I think it's because there is this really intense drive to be thin, to be in a smaller body. And that is way more acceptable than being in a larger body. And advertising and marketing plays into that. Oh, listen, yes. I mean, they got to sell you something. Absolutely. And and uh, there's a great quote from a former CEO of uh, a Weight Watchers. And he said, our ideal client comes six times. That's really? Incredible. Yeah. Tell me how you got interested in this topic. Like like so many of folks who are, are doing work in this profession, I, I had my own story, do have my own story around body image. And, you know, I've... Uh, I struggled with a lot of disordered eating and eating disorders in my past. Uh, it brought me to this profession. Um, I got interested in it because I, you know, my experience uh, was not unlike anyone, not, not, uh, not unlike a lot of people, right? I had this really intense scrutiny about my body from a young age resulting from because of family, because of friends, because of, you know, where I live. Uh, and it led to a lot of like really negative feelings about my body, but also really negative uh, behaviors around food. And so for me, uh, once I decided to become a dietitian, I realized, you know, the thing that I would have really benefited from is being able to talk about it with someone, not in a way of like changing my body, but just in a way of like, really like talking about the discomfort I was experiencing in my body. And so for me, as a now professional, I, I think it's really important to provide that space for people where it's okay to talk about. It's not a taboo topic. It doesn't reflect negatively on you if you're struggling with your body image. Do women have to deal with this more than men? It's a tricky question. Yes and no. I think it, it's a different kind of tricky. Uh, I think the pastime of judging a woman's body is goes back years. Right. And and I think we've done the same around a male identified body. We just haven't really talked about it. So what happens is it's there. Right. And I think it's a lot about high school athletes, for example. Right. The scrutiny around bodies, the scrutiny around weight, the scrutiny around like fitting into the whatever the team, uh, the sport is. And I think about gym culture as they get older. Right. I think about the ideal of like working out and trying to be muscular and ripped and you know, all these things. So it's there. I just don't think it's out in the open and people are talking about it. And when people do talk about it, I think it gets dismissed a lot. It's real. Like it, a lot of folks are struggling with it. When I went researching for this episode, I ran into trouble finding information about men and body issues. It's something I struggle with, especially concerning weight 
Well, I'm 63 years old, so body issues at that age it just kind of goes hand in hand. I go into the bathroom in the morning and I leave the light off because I don't want to look in the mirror. I think everybody feels like that a little bit. A lot of the research I did end up finding about male body image came out of the UK and Ireland, and I actually did speak with a researcher there earlier this year about the issue. Here's a little snippet from Kiara Mahan, a postdoctoral researcher at the Youth Mental Health Lab at the University College Dublin. We do see a shift in that kind of perspective on male body image, particularly in the last 20 years. Um, and this has been coupled with quite a considerable increase in male eating disorders. So anorexia nervosa and muscle dysmorphia have kind of increased in men, as have kind of uh, body image concerns in general. And this has been in part linked with kind of the rise of the fitness industry and social media in that it's creating greater focus on male body image. Are there different body images between men and women, or does it all center around weight, regardless of gender? Uh, again, I think there are nuances in that for sure. Uh, but I think in in the the commonality, his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. ...is that thinness is better than fatness. I mean, I think that is the the same. Um, I think there can be some differences in as far as like, you know, what uh, what some uh, folks will focus on more. I mean, I think it's it, men are not just focused on getting muscular and and, uh, you know, having a six pack. It's not just that it could be a lot of other things. But but I think the similarity is that it's rooted in thinness. You mentioned this earlier. You said. It, it, it could be anybody. The minute you post a picture on social media, you're a target. But does that target get bigger the more famous you are? We love to tear, tear down celebrities, you know, and people who are rich and famous. And Jeff Bezos, third richest man in the world. Yes. I mean, I think it, do, it definitely gets amplified. And, you know, I think the interesting thing around this Bezos um, thread is how much of it was related to that of his wealth and like how like sort of tone deaf the picture felt to people, you know, that this, this guy in like a sort of a cowboy hat and pickup truck out in the wild. Right. I'm like, wow. Like, I don't know if I'm the common man. Right. 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 I think that those comments and that sort of perception around him definitely came into this, but I think it just means it's like, it's okay. It's fair game. Like there, yeah, there's a bigger target. Uh, I think we think about them less as people. And it's okay to judge them. them. 
Mike, you're pretty well known. Do you ever have to deal with social media trolls? You know, I don't actually. Uh, and I, and I, I, I attribute that in part to the fact that I steer clear of politics when, mm. when, whenever possible. And I think that helps. How about you? That's a good point. And you're a likable guy, so I'm not super surprised. And you're right. The times that I have been trolled, it's been for like the more political stories that I have to write. I try not to post too many photos of myself because I don't I've seen brutal comments online when people post pictures of their body. And I want to avoid that. Well, getting back to the trolls on that Bezos post, at least one of them accused Vogue of photoshopping his biceps. I'm pretty sure those are his real arms, but it has become easier to augment our photos and even to augment our bodies in real life. Jeff Bezos heading to the gun show. What about Photoshop? Has that made this worse, this whole problem? Um, okay, so so here's where uh, I get to like try to pretend like I'm cool and hip. Uh, it's less about Photoshop these days, and it's more about all the filters, right? So if you go on Instagram and if you go on Snapchat and you go on, um, you know, all these apps where you're going to post a picture, there are automatic filters that can be applied very easily, like with just a click of a button that do all of the photoshopping for you. And so I think, yes, Photoshopping is is uh, what probably we might see on a professional end, right? But for the average person, it these filters are are a big thing for sure. And they have a huge impact because it's just a click, you know? Um, and then there's like AI sort of like uh, photographs, right? Like I, I, I uh, and so like they, all of these things, like your image does get distorted very easily, whether it's by Photoshop, AI or or filters. Yes, it's a, it's a very uh, big piece of this. So when people use those filters, they do that sort of thing. Aren't they just asking for trouble? You know, uh, I, I don't know if I see it that way. I, I sort of see like they're they're doing what they need to do to feel safe to fit in. You know, I think there's some security in using the filter. Like, oh, I don't want to look the way I really look. I'd rather manipulate this image because it feels safer to do so. Right. So I think about them. I think about people doing that is really like a part of like, um, again, sort of like protecting how they are viewed, <clears throat> excuse me, protecting how they're viewed in the world. How about cosmetic surgery? Has that had an, an impact on body issues? Listen, I'm in LA. Uh, the, the cosmetic surgery is, I think, you know, uh, I think you get a coupon as soon as you move in uh, with a punch card in you know, and your 10th one's free. Um I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, listen, I think to me, these things speak to um, not just like thinness, but like aging, like we don't want to age, like we don't want our body to get older or our looks to get older, right? Because when we lose beauty, when we lose thinness, we lose some privilege in the world, right? We lose some, some clout. And so, uh, yeah, for sure, it has an impact on folks. Like, I think it's such a... Um, it, it, it's almost like so accessible now, right? So I think it's really easy for someone to find someone who could, you know, edit some part of their body again, because like, it's, it's really hard to sit with what it is right now. What do you tell your clients? I mean, when they deal with the trolls, I mean, it's easy to say, just tune it out. Yeah. It, that's easier said than done. Absolutely. So here's, here might be the radical thing. Okay. Is I don't tell them to lose weight and, and, and because diets don't work right. The, 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 the cycle of 
dieting, weight loss, regain, uh, it's probably worse from your worse for your body than anything that weight cycling. So what do I tell my clients as first I empathize as like, this is real, like, you are not overreacting like this hurts, this sucks, then how can we learn to like, have some acceptance for this is what it is like your body is what it is today. We've been talking about the victims of this, the targets and how they should handle it. What would you say to the trolls themselves? The people throwing this crap out there. Oh, I don't think I can curse. Get a life. I'm not a psychologist. Okay. And I think people comment so intensely because they're hurting, like they're struggling in a lot of ways. And it's easier to lash out at people than to, you know, um, to deal with their own stuff, you know? And I think the folks who are really commenting on body image stuff, are, have their own body image stuff going on behind the scenes. So just remember that the next time a troll shows up in your comments. I'm Mike Rogers. Thanks so much for listening to Something Offbeat. This episode written and produced by Lauren Berry and Chris Blake. Audio editing by Bree Flores. The original music by Myron Kaplan and editorial support from Cooper Mall. And to keep listening, please subscribe to us on the Odyssey app or Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. And if you have your own offbeat story that you think we should cover, tell us about it. You can send it to us at somethingoffbeat at odyssey, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.